Welcome to Inside Acme X, a series where we discuss TV, film, video games, creative technology and art with practitioners in Melbourne. Each episode, we interview a resident that works at Acme X, Acme's screen-focused co-working space. I'm Amber Gibson, the Community Coordinator. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, on whose land we record this podcast here in Melbourne and I extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander peoples listening in. Today we're chatting to artist Zara Alzubaidi, who is an illustrator for games. We're going to talk to Zara about her pathway into the industry and her own creative process. Welcome, Zara. Thank you. I'm really thrilled to be here. So let's start by talking about how you developed your skills in concept art. I remember really enjoying anime and games as one would as a child and one game in specific is called Toho Project and I remember being incredibly impressed with the visual style of the characters along with their backstories so that inspired me so much to make my own characters and as my interest grew in creating my own characters, my skill level also improved over time. And I think one technique that helped me excel in my art is by doing a lot of studies from photos, from real life, from other artists to see their techniques and to change them into a way that becomes your unique style. And I think one thing that artists don't stress enough when giving advice is actually admiring and absorbing pieces of art. For example, like absorbing all the lighting and all the composition and the colours so that when you're making your own art, you're kind of putting your mind through that same process of thinking so that your work is more meaningful rather than just drawing without thinking about it. Yeah, interesting. And you also have experience using traditional oil painting, don't you? Yeah, I have. That was my origin. That's where I came from. So when did you start drawing? Oh, as early as I can remember. My mum actually saw that spark of interest in art and bought me some art supplies and it just kept growing from there. Yeah, she believed in me. (laughs) That's nice that you had that support. And when did you segue into making games? Okay, so funny story. I used to think that video games just popped out of nowhere. Like the computer made the games. (laughs) And I used to be the person who plays on the computer. And then when I was enlightened about the fact that people actually made games, that was life-changing and I wanted to do it too. Of course, enjoying games and actually making them is completely different. You need to have that spark of passion to be able to go through the hardships and difficulty of making a game. But that's how it kind of started. (laughs) And now you're developing Pixelated the game. Yes. You're the artist and designer. Can you tell us about the concept? Yeah, so Pixelated is a narrative RPG. It explores belonging and identity. The main premise is that there are two worlds, a 2D world that is soft and painterly, and a 3D world that's industrial and cold and dark. And the protagonist is a cyborg 
her origin of her organic self is from the 2D world and her mechanical origin is from the 3D world. Both worlds want the same thing from her. So there's a bit of conflict and that's the main premise. It's such a great concept. And what can you tell us about Pixel, the protagonist? So the type of character Pixel is, um, I chose her to be shy and observant and that works in the favour of the player because they then can experience and observe the world through Pixel. Um, I decided that there's only one protagonist because I remember watching a movie where the perspective keeps shifting from one character to another and it was really hard to bond with anyone because I would warm up to someone and then the perspective shifts to another character completely. And at the end, I didn't really care for anyone. But I feel like having a observant character with their own goals and hardships um, who observe other characters who have depth and like multidimensional personalities, I feel like people would appreciate that. Cute. I'm really looking forward to playing it. So what you just heard was a snippet from a track called Rush, which Zara composed. It's on her YouTube channel, but she's planning on hiding it somewhere in the game. So we're going to trickle snippets of Rush throughout this episode. When did the initial concept for the game come to you? So I remember back in high school wanting to create something that has good representation of my own country. I come from Iraq and it's always displayed as a war-torn, dusty, broken-down country. And that was like my initial idea. From that, I also wanted to explore identity because one interesting thing that happens to me is that when I go to Iraq, people say that I'm an outsider. And then when I come back here, people ask me where I'm from, which I don't mind. I love telling people that I'm from Iraq, Mm -hmm. but it's just a really interesting concept to explore. And I feel like a lot of people would resonate with it too. So a combination of wanting to create environments that are positive of my country and a bit about that identity, like complication, yeah. I was watching one of the videos on your YouTube channel and you were talking about the different visual representation of the hijabis. I thought that was really interesting. Thank you. Do your characters embody those different designs and religious practices they represent? Yeah, so in Iraq, there's a lot of different ways that the hijab is worn, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm focusing on Iraq specifically. In different cultures, the hijab is worn very differently. And one important thing to note is that I can't just take one idea from an Asian country and put it into this Iraqi-inspired world. That'll confuse people. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing a lot of research into different areas of Iraq and seeing the way that the hijab is worn. It's pretty interesting. And I'd love to implement all of it within the game as background characters, as like main characters too. I really loved the beautiful Turkish designs. They were gorgeous. Looking at some of your older concept art, you had some characters wearing the hijab and others without. 
how might character design change through the different stages of game development? So one important thing is looking at comparing the backgrounds with the characters and mm-hmm. seeing how well they contrast together. Mm-hmm. That would actually um, determine what colours, the brightness of the characters, the silhouette, is it strong enough? One thing that I always do is I would paint the entire character with one colour to see if the silhouette is interesting and unique enough that people recognise what character it is without seeing the features. And you've got really bright colours in your landscapes and your houses, lots of pinks and greens. Can you describe your process? Yeah, so back to the representation of Iraq where it's very muddy and dusty and grey. Uh, I want to stay as far away as possible from that and show people a different side of a deserty country that's been populated. There are plenty of colours in Iraq, surprising, (laughs) but yeah, not much people know about it. So I feel like I'm going to bring in something different and new and give people another perspective because when they think Iraq, they think of a dusty desert. But yeah, I'm going to challenge that. The colours are all really beautiful and soft. Thank you. So what stage of development are you currently at? Currently, I'm in pre-production. So I'm doing a lot of upskilling in my own art so that I can create stronger concepts. And from the mechanical side of things, we're exploring different mechanics. Because the theme is identity and belonging, there's a lot of connection that happens. So we want to explore like string related mechanics of connecting things and yes seeing where that takes us. And what games, films or books have inspired Pixelated so far? I think the initial thing that sparked my interest to make that game was again Toho Project. I would say that my game is a cluster of a lot of different things that I've picked up along my years of consuming media and interactive entertainment. Mm. So I wouldn't pinpoint it on one thing. Yeah, I usually try to take something positive from everything I consume, books, movies. That's lovely. And how do you describe your style of art? Currently it's soft, colourful, wholesome. <laughs> it can like transition into another art style one day. I feel like an artist's journey is always going. There's never an end point. So I've got no idea what I'll end up doing in like 10 years' time. little more from Zara's track Rush. Zara, can you tell us how you went about composing the music for Pixelated? Yes. So this is a very humble little soundtrack that I put together after playing around with a software called FL Studio. Um, I really like twinkly, soft, wholesome video gaming music (laughs) and I kind of want to implement it with in my game. I would have to perfect it so that it fits the vibe a bit more. 
fits like the Middle Eastern vibe, mm-hmm. but not like a cliche sort of like cutesy and Middle Eastern. I'm interested to see where that will take me. Yeah, nice. And was it your first time composing? I might have made like a few smaller, simpler clips, mm-hmm. but I would say that this was my first longer piece of music that I've made. Seems like you had a lot of initiative teaching yourself all those different art forms. <laughs> so who would you like to play this game? I would say that I'd love anyone to pick this game up and play it. I would not gate keep it from anyone. But I can't imagine a hardcore gamer who cares about high school and like smooth mechanics and stuff to really enjoy this game Mm. because this game explores a story that tackles a specific theme that's supposed to connect on a deeper level to players. And I'm basically creating a game that I would have loved to play as a teenager So I want teenage girls to feel the same way I would have felt if I played that game as a kid. (laughs) That makes sense. Do you know when you think you might release it? I'm not really sure yet, but hopefully before 2030. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of work. And it's just yourself and another person, isn't it? Yeah. What have been some of the challenges developing your game? Currently, I'm within a challenge because we need to find the flow and the routine to get work done. Mm -hmm. Currently, we're only getting work done when we have time. A member of the team has a full-time job, so she can only get work done when she could. So I'm going to try to use production tools to get into the flow for me to be able to see the future timeline because it's kind of blurred right now. And yeah, that's the main challenge I'm tackling right now. And so you also work for Guck part-time? Yeah, that's right. And then the rest of your time, are you developing your game? Yeah. So what advice would you give to a traditional artist looking for opportunities to enter the games industry? That's an excellent question because I came from a traditional background, but I had to pick up the digital skills to be able to make games. One thing I would recommend is to invest in an iPad and download Procreate. It's a very practical investment, a bit pricey, but it's incredible what Procreate can do for you. It's a drawing software. They recently released an update where you can paint 3D models on an iPad, which is like incredible. Art is becoming very accessible digitally. I think from experience, transitioning from traditional to digital, there is one specific hurdle you need to pass and it's getting over the weird texture of a very slippery surface when using a tablet and trying to learn all these keyboard shortcuts and tools. But as soon as you learn those, your brain will immediately adapt to a new medium because you already have the skill, you're just transferring it from one medium to another and it'll get easier. It's just really hard at start because like, oh, there's no way I could do this. It's so like difficult. But and then once you get the hang of it, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting how you describe it that way, that it kind of unlocks at a certain point. Mm. So do you go back to painting though? Absolutely. One thing I'd recommend is never stop traditional art, even after transitioning to digital. I use traditional art as like a detoxing 
sort of therapeutic activity because the screen can get very overwhelming and like absorbs your energy. Yeah, absolutely. I think most people feel like that when they work with a screen all day. Mm. So did you study fine arts? No, it's kind of like I would watch tutorials and get advice from like YouTube videos. Yeah. My sister is actually an artist and I was inspired by her. So I drew too. I think it runs in the family a bit because my auntie is an artist too. But yeah, I had like an initial inspiration and I just drew a lot. You also create your own YouTube videos. Is that a marketing technique that you're developing? Yes, it's like a long-term, slow sort of technique in marketing. And I also haven't found a lot of Australian-based game developer content. There's probably a few out there. I should look harder. But my initial idea is to create a step-by-step of me going through my whole project to show people that everyone starts at nothing mm. and then slowly build up over time and then end up releasing something. I feel like that would give students and anyone who's very new to the industry a bit of comfort to know that everyone goes through that process. That's good advice. <laughs> a bit of a random one now. If you were given $5 million to create anything that you wanted, what would you make? I would absolutely love that. Um, anyone listening to this podcast has a $5 million lying around. I will gladly have that. <laughs> I would actually use it towards my project. Mm. I would hire an incredible team of people. I think I already have a few in my mind who deserve to be part of this project. And... I will buy a very cosy studio, maybe on the fringes of CBD, <laughs> and we'll just continue making games for as long as we could. Lovely. And what are you currently playing? I'm playing Splatoon 3. It recently got released. It's really addictive, and I just use it to like wind down after a long day of work. Thank you so much for joining us, Sara. Thank you too. That was awesome. Thanks for joining us on Inside Acme X. Links to Zara's work are listed in the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to find out about Acme X or learn about upcoming guests, follow us on Twitter at Acme X Studio.